This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. And I am happy to welcome onto the show, as we always do this time of the day, Rob Hutchinson. How are you doing, Rob? Very well in yourself, Benji. I'm doing fantastic, thank you. Now, Rob, I was actually just saying before we had you on uh, that uh, public participation works in, in funny ways. And, uh, you know, we, we always talk to you about kind of quite formalistic, if you like, processes, things going through Parliament. But sometimes just South Africans like to yell at the government and it makes a difference. Uh, and we saw that uh, recently with this with this giant flag issue, which has turned into a giant black eye for the for the arts minister. Absolutely, that that was a, a wonderful demonstration of the power of of public participation, or or what happens when when the public actually raise their voice. It was it was lovely to see. We we actually launched a, a campaign um, when the minister was asked to review the the entire process, and not twelve hours later. The, uh, our president actually, um, in, in his speech, always in address to to a gala dinner, actually with, withdrew it and said, no, no, not happening anymore. Absolutely brilliant. So it wasn't because of what, what we did. I'm, I'm absolutely sure we were a bit, bit after the mark there, but definitely because of the huge public outcry that it was withdrawn, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes to show that um, democracy is still um, alive and well uh, if we're prepared to make use of it. And perhaps one place we can make use of it, Rob, is the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill, which I'm assuming you're be telling us about right now. Absolutely. So the Bella Bill has been, been thrown around Parliament for quite some time now. And it is rather controversial. It's gone through several several variations after many, many meetings with with between the Minister of Basic Education and, and the public and various groups and interest groups. And it's now finally out for, for public comment in what they call its uh, supposed final format. However, there's still quite a few things that are wrong with it. The most um, pressing issue is probably the issue around registration of um, homeschoolers, <clears throat> educators, and and students and pupils, and that is causing a bit of a bit of an uproar in in the homeschooling environment. There's other there's a, a lot of other issues around the bill. It's a very extensive bill. It covers absolutely everything um, to do with education, rules, regulations, registrations, and everything else. But the, the, it needs a considerable amount of work with, uh, I'd say, solid engagement with, with homeschooling bodies in particular. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and does it also affect how uh, sort of models, what they used to call more formal Model C schools are run? Uh, I know that that's been a very contentious issue with how they draw their students and how they're funded and all of these sorts of things. Yes, it does. It absolutely addresses everything to do with that, um, even even down to the sale of uh, alcohol on school premises. You know, a lot of schools have fundraising events where parents can buy alcohol. So it addresses even the tiny, tiny little issues such as that. Funding of schools also comes into question, how they do their fundraising and uh, who pays for school fees, who's exempt from paying for school fees and, and so on. And this no doubt will extend into uh, private schools as well. Uh, I have no doubt that it will. And obviously, because it's all housed under the same registration facility and 
it will it'll go go further than that. So, so what, do you, do we know if those sorts of provisions have been ironed out? And there was lots of fights every year at the beginning of the school year. We have these stories about kids can't get into school, uh, schools not being able to get the right kind of funding, um, particularly Pedyaza Lasufi, who's the MEC of Gauteng, likes to have a go at these sorts of schools all the time. Is there a sense in which this bill will actually be helping to improve that sort of educational experience? Yes and no. Um, there's, you know, there's unfortunately quite a few inconsistencies between national uh, legislation and national rules around uh, regulation and or yeah, around uh, registration and so on. Uh, compared to provincials, they seem to be quite in conflict there. So I think they have to iron out the, the differences there between provincial and, and um, national. And even between the provinces, there's variances between the provinces and, and the processes that they currently follow. So this bill definitely tries to address that, but there are still, those inconsistencies are still present uh, within the bill. There seems to be a bit of a, a misunderstanding or misrepresentation, especially around those those disputes between uh, provincial and, and national. Very, very interesting. So, so where, how far along are we before we see, uh, you know, we get obviously various drafts of these things and uh, so how far along is, is, is the bill at the moment? The bill's, uh, it's gone through extensive public participation already. Um, but not with the general public at, at large. It's been with you know, special interest groups, with uh, homeschooling representatives, representatives from the education sector, both private and, and public. And this is this is the result. This bill that's been presented is the result of, of that process. So now it's gone out for public uh, comment. And then from there, it will go on and get revised again, get discussed in, in Parliament again, and then hopefully we'll see a proper a revision that meets the needs of, of everyone. Perhaps not everyone, because that's pretty much impossible. There's so many different interest groups involved in this, but it'll be a compromise from, from everyone to try and get the get this ball, ball rolling, or should I say this bella ball rolling. But, um, I mean, um, there isn't a, it sounds to me often like education things Rob, that you, you do sometimes get the government trying to bulldoze those something through because they think that there's a, a political benefit. But, it, you know, as much as it sounds like there's problems here, it does sound like at least there has been some acknowledgement of the fact that sort of this has to be handled with some kind of sensitivity. Absolutely, absolutely, because it is. It's, there are so many different factors to to deal with, which I think is why it's been going on for quite a few years or already before it's even got to to this stage for for public comment. But no doubt that there there will be more issues that that are raised. There are definitely issues that need to be raised uh, within the bill, and um, yeah, that's what the public should actually get involved with. You know, the minister only has a surface view. Of, of it from special interest groups, but those interest groups are meant to represent the the society at large or the society that they represent at, at large. However, it, that's clearly not the case. It does seem to be a compromise immediately before we even get, in, get into the public participation. And I suppose there is, there does seem to be an underlying tone Without this, throughout this whole process, and that uh, revolves around registration of 
all uh, school-going age or school-going go age uh, uh, kids, especially those in the private sector and the homeschooling sector. There are rules around where where kids should be registered, what age they should be attending school, and the grading process, evaluation process around that. The basic education minister clearly wants everyone to be in school, everyone to be reported, and everyone to be monitored to make sure that we can increase the pass rates in, in the matric years, hopefully. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Rob, uh, what else is going on in the universe of dear South Africa parliamentary-wise? I believe that uh, a, new, a new budget has been tabled where they're looking to rebuild the building. Yes, indeed. So I've, I don't have extensive information on that, but definitely we've been chatting to two various players in, in Parliament, uh, particularly in the Parliamentary uh, Communication Office and Education Office. And the the budget is there to, to rebuild the building and... Uh, hopefully that will all be done. Apparently, not much was lost in in the um, in, in the marketing and in the uh, documentation and and everything there in the fire. So we're lucky there. Documents are are safe. Everything is still still intact. It's just a matter of rebuilding the the actual actual structures, which will be a welcome sight. It'll be interesting to see how they rebuild it. If it will be in exactly as it was, or if they'll come up with something new. And an interesting, Rob. No, no, no discussions about moving Parliament somewhere else. That's been a hobby horse for a while. Yes, it has. So there was lots of talk about moving Parliament to to Pretoria rather than than in, than in Cape Town. I don't think that will actually happen. It's just too too much of a, a nightmare as far as logistics goes. Majority of of MPs and parliamentarians do already live. Down, down in the Western Cape in various government, uh, government-supplied housing, but so moving it up is is way, way bigger than just saying, okay, there's a new venue. They have to move people up, which will be extremely costly, and not, not very efficient as, as such. So I don't think that will, will actually happen. I think there might be a lot of talk about it, um, again from different political parties. And who knows, maybe that's just a distraction or there must be something underlying there. But I don't think it will, will actually happen. Now, Rob, we see at this time of year uh, lots of departments giving budgets over and that sort of thing. Uh, we've seen it in the cities. Uh, I saw it in Toronto. They had to do it via Zoom because the EFF tried to disrupt it. I know that Durko had one. Uh, it, from a public participation perspective, do people get to comment on, on, on how governments allocate things during their uh, departments? Oh, absolutely, Benji, definitely. And that's a very important thing that, that the public should do. So there's uh, many uh, public participation opportunities there with finance bills and allocation of funds and so on, even down to a provincial level where the municipalities put out their budget for public comment and the IDPs, which which show exactly where they're going to be spending your your tax money. And they invite public to to have their say on that. A few of those are actually open right now. Uh, there's uh, various municipalities have put up their their budgets and IDPs and and plans for public comment. And 
the problem there is they they're quite extensive documents documents the budget alone is over a thousand pages for for most municipalities so it's a lot for the public to to go through but the general focus should be just on water electricity refuse removal and so on and so on the ba- the, the the five basics that that are always up there um the most contentious will no doubt be electricity there's quite a significant increase on that which is governed by by escom and but municipalities obviously add there but on on top of that so the public are definitely encouraged to to get involved in that and make sure that their tax money goes to where it should go well oh, there you go and uh, we will definitely be following that uh, extremely closely because uh, we have to make sure that uh, it is followed properly so we'll be doing that on uh, 101.9 High FM with Rob Hodgins and Rob. We'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic, Benji. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And thank you to Rob. And that brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks to the whole team, Craig and Mashadi and Vusi, who all do so much to make this show a success. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again on your radio on 101.9 Chai FM next week.